Almighty God, as we come to you today, we pray that you would speak to us through your word, through the message, Lord, in a time of worship. Pray that you'd bless the fellowship that we have afterwards. Lord, thank you so much for being our strong and mighty tower, our safe refuge, our cleft in the rock, our, uh, our sword and our shield. Thank you for being so good to us. Lord, I just pray that we would uh, grow in your likeness and we would have your mind. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Y'all, um, this is our State of the Church address, and it's something that we, we, we have not been doing since COVID, but I think it's really important that you know what's been going on here for the last couple of years. As a church, you know, one of the, the primary um, purposes of who we are is to grow disciples, to make people who look like Jesus, who follow Jesus. Um, and part of who we are is our vision our vision is it's on every piece of paper it's on everything we print it's on all of our social media posts it's on our website it's everywhere and you guys have been hammered with this and we we stole this from grace just totally uh just it, it was on their sign i thought well that sounds good uh and we've made it our own love god love people live like jesus that's about it. Love God, live people, live like Jesus. That's who we are as a church. That's our vision. If you've ever went to a place and you punched in a GPS coordinate, you know where you're going. You're either going to Corpus Christi, or you're going to St. Louis, and you're going to Ava or whatever. All those little spots in between is your route. You know your destination. Our destination is the church that loves God, love people, live like Jesus. How do we get there? Well, those are those little individual routes. The Bible tells us in Matthew 22, verse 36 through 40, um, the, Pharise the, the, uh, the law makers and the law givers and the, the high priests and the Pharisees and the, the big religious people said, Hey, JC, what is the most important thing for us to do uh, as, as, as people who, who love God? Teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Here it is, boys. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest of the commandments, verse 39. But the second one's a whole lot like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. All the law of the prophets hang on these two commandments. Y'all, in these two verses, two-thirds of our church's vision is there. Love God, love people. We're going to go today to a little bit, and we're going to, we're going to explore what it means to live like Jesus. Uh, what does it mean to live like Jesus? Well, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Then he, Jesus, replied, If anyone wants to come after me, if anyone wants to be my, uh, my disciple, if anyone wants to, to, to come and follow this ministry, you have to do a few things. Number one, deny yourself, take up your cross, every single day, and follow me. The way that we have chosen to, to help one another grow in our faith is what we call on Wednesday nights Connect Group. Uh, Connect Group is where we discovered have a deeper relationship and a faith in God. Um, it's a Bible study. But Jesus' ministry wasn't just defined by Bible studies. It wasn't just defined by that. His ministry was defined by helping people, serving people, loving people. And you would expect that because when you look through the pages of Scripture, um, it is the epitome of helping other people. This is what the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 15, 11. Man, there's always going to be poor in your land. Therefore, I command you to give them an open hand to help them out. Isaiah 1, 17. Learn to do what's good. Seek justice. Correct, uh, correct the oppressor. Defend the rights of the fatherless. Take up the cause of the widow. Proverbs 22, 9. A generous man himself will be blessed. Matthew 5, 24. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whoever does this to the least of my brethren in my name... You did it for me. Matthew 5.42 Give to the one who asks and don't ask anything in return if they want to borrow from you. 1 Peter 4.10 Each one of you in this church should use whatever gift you've been given to administer the gifts of grace in this body. Hebrews 13.16 And don't forget to do good and share with others for these are the sacrifices that please God. Philippians 2.4 uh, Philippians Everyone should look out not only for his or her own best interest but for the interest of... It's all about others. It's all about other people. It's all about putting them first. And here's the coup de grace. Mark chapter 10, verse 20. Uh, Mark 
chapter 10, verse 45, the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Man, if there's anything in Jesus' life that we can, we can look like or, or act like or, or, or go through that process, it's, it's gotta be, uh, it, it, it has to be serving other people and connecting with other people. Jesus' ministry was all about serving and loving people. All the way from the wedding in Cana to Calvary's Hill, Jesus always put people ahead of Himself, always was the servant. Church, I think one of the reasons why the church today is under so much hostility from the world is because we've not made Jesus who we've attached ourselves to. This is what we've attached ourselves to as a church. Not necessarily this church. We've attached ourselves to red and blue. Anti-Trump, pro-Trump. Left and right. Church, we're not attached to a political party or an issue. We're attached to a person. His name is Jesus. Everything else... I think it, it could be construed out of our lane. We was watching Fox this morning, and just to be honest with you, Fox isn't the only place I, I get my news. I read CNN today and said by the end of the month in January, there's not, uh, everybody's going to be so sick, things are going to shut down, okay? Um, but we were watching Fox today, and we are talking about uh, how church Christians aren't going back to church. And they were talking to a Catholic priest, talking about how Mass is down and things like that. And the news commentator said, don't you think the church should be fighting against Marxism? And I was thinking, lady, I'm worried about loving my neighbor as myself. I'm worried about loving God with all my heart, my soul, and my mind. I'm really worried about living like Jesus. And you want me to fight communism? Baby, I'm having a hard enough time just doing what I do right here. Church, all those other issues, okay, great. But can I tell you something? At the end of the day, we're about Jesus. At the end of the day, we're about the kingdom of God. Not left, not right, not red, not blue. If they only, you know what? The only red I'm concerned about is the blood red on Calvary. That's the red I want to identify with. But I think one of the reasons why the church has got so much hostility towards it is because, you know, we've, we've kind of got out of our lane maybe a little bit, and we've, we've forgotten who, who our boss is. We've forgotten about what living like Jesus looks like. So how do we know if we're doing that? How, how do we know if we're doing it right as a church, loving God, loving people, living like Jesus? Well, that's kind of where we're at today. Um, our vision is, is that. Our mission is how we get there. How do we help you grow in your faith? How do we help you progress? If you want to know what a church of Christians who are growing their faith looks like, you really don't need to go any further than Matthew chapter 28. Let me set the stage for you. Jesus is at the tail end of his ministry. We've already went through the cradle to Calvary. He's already raised the dead. He's fed 5,000. He's given sight to the blind, blah, blah, blah. He's, about, he's already went through Calvary. He's already went through the resurrection of the grave. He's about to go back up to heaven. And Jesus says this. He says, boys, all authority in heaven and on earth... Is this verse up? Thank you. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore. Now what Jesus is basically saying is to these 12 guys, he says, boys, this is, this is news from the head office. I've got all the authority of heaven to tell you what I'm about to tell you. And he doesn't say, therefore, be kind. He doesn't say, therefore, be generous. He doesn't say, therefore, go to church. He doesn't say, therefore, get baptized. He doesn't, well, it kind of does. Uh, he doesn't say, therefore, you know, go, go do all these things. What he says is, church, this is what I want you to do. Therefore. Go unto all the nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. Church, say obey. 
Obey is not an issue. Obey is not a political party. Obey is not an idea. Obey is not a sense of principles. Obey is an action. It is doing something. What you've been commanded to do. Teaching them to do everything I've commanded you. Well, what did He command us to do? You look at Jesus' ministry, the one thing He did is He served people. Love people. Lay down His life for people. So it's the whole idea of serving others. Connecting those outside of the church. Obey, Teaching them everything I've commanded you to do. And by the way, you're not going to do it alone. Surely I'm with you even till the end of the age. Yes, all these things are important. Giving and church attendance and all that. And they're great spiritual disciplines. But if you want to look like Jesus, it means you're going to have to serve. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to follow him. I believe there's a couple of reasons why Jesus doesn't go into a real long explanation of the discipleship process. He says, make disciples. Okay, well, you, you can tell me to make a cake. I need to know how many eggs, how much flour, how much grease, and all that other stuff. So how come Jesus wasn't more specific when he told us on how to make disciples? I think it's two reasons. Number one, uh, your discipleship is not a one and done. It is a journey. It is not a destination. It is not a, a hundred yard sprint. It is a 27 mile marathon. So the reason why it's make disciples is because number one, it's a lifelong process. Number two, teach them to obey. Church say teach. The whole thing about teaching is you have material, you present it to a student, and hopefully the student will absorb it. Okay, that's the whole idea of teaching. So when the student absorbs it, something will take place. They have the information, now they can use it, they can live in it, and things like that. How many of y'all, do all of us in this room learn the same way? Hmm. Uh, we're playing a game at the house called Rummy Cube. Rummy Cube, fun game, fun game. Uh, Mama and Ridge and I were sitting there playing, and uh, Pam is trying her best to explain to me how to play this game and and Ridge just kind of looks at her and there's something you need to know about Ridge and myself uh, he thinks a lot like me uh, the other night he was pray for him absolutely uh, I think he was checking me the other night he was playing some game and he said dad come here I want you to look at these skins I said, okay and so he was giving me all these characters and he picked out the same ones I would have chosen I mean it is it's eerie okay and when, when we talk about ministry we think about our options and we said well he would say well dad which one would you choose and I said well this is the one I would choose and he said, that's the one I would have chosen we think the same way but I, I knew that Chris because um, in high school when, when when I would I would settle down to, to help him with the test he learned the same way I did I and mean, we had to have stupid little stories about rabbits uh, and side-by-sides and, and but we got it Ridge Ridge knows how I think. When he explained to me, Rummy Cube, I understood it. He didn't explain it to me. He taught me. Why did I listen to Ridge and I didn't listen to Miss Pam? Because Ridge taught me the way, I, the, the way I learn. I think the reason why Jesus said make disciples is because every single one of us in this room learn different. Missy learns different than Kelly. Chris learns different than, than Megan. We're, we're just different. So I think that's why that's that there. If there's one way that does work in every town. His name is Jesus. But there's not just one way to make a disciple. It's varied. All right, let's go on. Uh, we have a process to help us gauge if we are progressing in the spiritual growth as this church. Love God. Well, Brother Mike, what's that look like? Well, loving God looks like worship for you. Um, and what we're saying is that if you love God, then we're, gonna, we're, we're kind of expecting you to be here. If you say you love God and He's your Savior, we expect you to be in a worship service three out of four Sundays out 
of the month. Loving people. What's that look like? Well, our connect groups is where people come together to learn about Jesus. We think that 80% of the congregation should be in a connect group. Why? Because you're a Christian. We're here to help you train yourself to, look, uh, to, to live godly. What's living like Jesus look like? Well, Brother Mike, it, uh, well, it's going to look like community groups. And the reason why that's fuzzy is because we've not talked about them yet, but we are now. I've explained to you that, CB, uh, that CFBC, what it should look like and what our destination is. Talk to you about the route that we're going to get there. I want to get a little granular with some of these things. Let's look about loving God, the celebration gathering. The reason why we call the worship service a celebration gathering is because I've kind of tried to streamline everything. We've got celebration gatherings, connect groups, and community groups. They all start with the CG. Everybody can remember Isaac. Uh, computer graphics, if, if you want to remember CG. Um, but these are the things. I want to talk about loving God, the worship service, the celebration gathering. Loving God is most simply exemplified when you just come to worship i know whose team you're playing on or at least i know whose team you say you're playing on when god is the reason and the purpose of your life you're going to worship him you will put him at a part and a position of importance in your weekend i don't think three out of four weekends a month is is, is too much for for your church to ask you to be here let me tell you about where we've been with our worship numbers by the way because this, the numbers tell a story our worship attendance pre-covid in 2017 was 138 in 2018, our, our worship attendance was 141. In 2019, the year before COVID, it was 131. COVID hit. The church went through uh, unprecedented door closures. We were mandated to, to be shut for a couple weeks. Um, it, it was a tough time. Our worship attendance in 2019 was 131. Our worship attendance in 2020 was 60 and having choice and what we're finding now that lots of these people who left are not coming back um we were talking about some of them the other day and it's not that they're mad they're just they're not they're just not coming back COVID just kind of pushed them out 2020 our average worship you know what it was 66 not 60 but this is what we did during that time during during the year of, of 2020 guess what you couldn't come to us so you know what we decided to do we're going to come to you and so we invested a tremendous amount, a, a, a powerful investment in our live streaming ministry. Uh, and every morning it's on Facebook. Uh, people from all over watch that. And uh, Brother Don has been, our, our, has been integral in the audiovisual part of our ministry now for years. And he's been instrumental in the upgrades that we've done on the digital improvements. So Brother Don, I'm going to ask you to come up, buddy. If you, wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us where we've been. Thank you, man. What's happened? Thank you. You know, uh, for those of you who's been around for a while, you realize that probably 20 years ago, we uh, did an audio service, and uh, Brother Bob Dixon was faithful. He used to duplicate these things, and he put them around town in little boxes, like at Motomart, Casey's, and places like that. And people could take these home, put them in their cassette players, remember when we used to have those, and uh, listen to the sermons. Well, we, we upgraded, and then we went to... And uh, we started filming and we started putting it out on VHS tape. And then we graduated from that and we went to DVDs and CDs. Well, that's all good and fine, but they're still not being involved in our service. So along comes 2020. So what do we do then? How do we get out to people? Because people aren't getting out. We decided we'd go to Facebook. Brought my phone, set it up in... The middle of that aisle, the only people here was the praise team, the pastor, and Jane and I. And we filmed, and pastor preached, Tubbs sang, 
and it went out mm -hmm. onto Facebook. And at first there was just dozens of people and then it grew. And then a lot of you were watching us every week as we had church, even though the pews were empty. So how do we, how do we improve upon that? Well, over the last year, 2021, we invested in a lot of new equipment. And if you look around, you might see some of those things. Those are bird dog cameras. They're capable of zooming right in and, and looking at the freckles on your face. They also pan the room 360 degrees and they're all controlled back in the booth. And we can go from one camera to the other. We have three of them. It makes a more professional look to our broadcast when we're on Facebook Live. And people at home can experience what you're experiencing sitting in your pew. The pictures you see on the TVs in front are what they're seeing at home on their devices. So we upgraded that. We upgraded our sound system. Uh, we put a state-of-the-art sound system in so that uh, you could hear us and that the folks at home could hear us as well. And all these things were done to help reach other people. That's right. And to reach you at the same time as you're sitting in the pews. Now, last night before she left, Teresa Severs came up to us and she said, I want to share something. She says, every week when I'm at, I come to Saturday night service and on Sundays, I watch the same service on Facebook Live. And what I do is I invite my friends to watch with me. My son watches out on the East Coast. I've got friends in other parts of the country that watch. And she says, they're coming to church with me through Facebook Live. That's right. And we've got viewers literally going almost across this country. We've got people in Texas watching us right now. We've got people out in Oklahoma and other places. We have viewers watching our service, and they're seeing and hearing the same things you are. And it's happened because of the technology that we've tried to keep up with here in this church. Good job, Bob. Part of the, part of the uh, digital ministry that we put together is when, when COVID hit, it shut down our Wednesday night service. And one of the things that we, we wanted to do is we wanted to put some type of a ministry touch in your life during the middle of the week. And that's where Three Minutes with Mike came. That's where some other ministries have come that, is, that, that are strictly digital. They're only available on YouTube or Facebook. And Ridge has been an uh, instrument. Well, I don't, we couldn't have done it without you, Ridge. Uh, so, but uh, would you share with him what we're doing as far as digital ministry? Thank you, Beth. This church has been awesome forever. But the last two years, we have really stepped up our game with our social media stuff. We've started whole ministries on Facebook, whole ministries on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And these are just all awesome ways to help spread the message of Christ in new and inventive ways. I'm going to start off with Facebook, our Facebook page. I, I, we've had a Facebook page here at this church for as long as I can remember. But the last two years, this church has seen the importance of it, of social media in a church setting. You see, we have the ability to reach a lost and dying world through a click of a few buttons and right from our fingertips. In our Facebook page, it is the bread and butter of our social media presence because that's no surprise, everybody's on Facebook. But over the last two years, we've had over 600 new people like our Facebook page. We've had over 200,000 minutes viewed on our videos, and that is up 352% in the two years before that. 
That's pretty crazy, if you ask me. You know, that's that's just awesome. Small town like ours, Chester, Illinois. That's pretty dadgum. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And also in COVID, we started our YouTube channel. We started it in April of 2020. Since then, our channel has grown to 65 subscribers or followers, 3,000 views, and 200 hours of watch time. That's that's awesome in two years. In two years, yes. And then we also started Three Minutes with Mike. It is a ministry that we started doing during COVID and still going strong to this day. My dad started an online ministry called Three Minutes with Mike, first premiered in July of 2020. Since then, we now have, we now have over 70 episodes. This ministry we saw as necessary and essential, and we built upon the foundation that my dad had, and we've made it what I believe is better. And then we also did a series, a really fun series called uh, CFBC Through the Years which is basically a history series about Chester First Baptist Church. It's really cool. People love the series, I think. People would come up to Uncle Don and myself out at Walmart and something like that, and they'd just say how much they loved the series, how much they loved hearing about the old stories. And um, these were people that never stepped foot in the church. You know, these were just people that just saw us on Facebook, which was really cool. We took this idea and we ran with it. We did 10 episodes of CFBC through the years. We talked about Reverend Jen, early preachers, deacons, stuff like that. And over the course of these 10 episodes, we had over 4,500 views. Dang. Good. We're going to do a season two of CFBC through the years, and it will premiere in the summer of 2022. We also did two podcasts this church started, all right? We've been busy. Two podcasts. It's 20, it was 2021. Now it's 2022. Literally everybody has a podcast, and now we're one of them. My dad and I, we did a podcast called Here First, and we didn't really get the response. No traction. No traction that we wanted, so we've put that on the back burner. We're not done with it, but we're reloading. But our church also started a podcast called CFBC Sermons, and that is exactly what it sounds like. We take the audio file from Sunday service, and we put it into an MP3, and we put it on different platforms. And the three biggest sites in the world to listen to podcasts are number one, Spotify, number two, Apple Podcasts, and number three, Google Podcasts. We are on all of those, you know, we don't have a lot of viewers or anything like that, but the thing is we're still trying to plant the seed in all the ways that we can. We're using the advantages that we can with spreading the gospel to a lost and dying world. It looks different than what it did 10, 20 years ago, but we're still spreading the old-fashioned gospel just in a new-fashioned way. Good job, buddy. Tom Rader wrote this. Um, this was last month that Tom wrote this. Uh, Dr. Rayner was one of my professors at Southern. Great guy. Lots of the stuff he puts out is the reason why, uh, in my opinion, we're doing as well as we are. Worship attendance will average, this is what he says, uh, worship attendance will average 80% of pre-COVID numbers. Our pre-COVID numbers was 131. We're essentially predicting that attendance will not fully recover in 2022 as more COVID variants enter the world. There will continue to be a hesitation by many people to attend weekly worship gatherings. So Dr. Rayner is saying post-COVID, you can expect only 80% of your, of your return attendance. Our average attendance for 2021, uh, for 2021 was 107. That is exactly 80% of 131. We're at the top end of the ball of churches in America as far as 
minimal impact of COVID. Uh, we're, we're kind of on top of the mark. Um, that doesn't mean I'm satisfied. I'm just wanting you to know this is, this is the situation. Okay, this is, uh, this is what's going on. Uh, COVID is likely to change back in the day. Y'all okay? Want this thing to be over with quickly? It's interesting to me, so. Um, they would say that 80% of your capacity in your sanctuary is where if you're reaching 80% of your capacity, you need to start looking to add another service or something else. Let me tell you how many people will sit in our sanctuary. We have 16 pews, 8 people apiece. We have 22 chairs. We have two half pews that we can put three people apiece. That's 158 people. If you're wondering how many people will sit in the sanctuary, 158. If you're wanting to know what 80% of that number was, it would have been 130. We would have had to go to another service. 2019, we would have looked at that. What we're finding out now is that people will not go into a room that's 80% capacity. You know why? Because they don't want to catch anything. So now... We have churches that, you know, we were looking at 80%, and now we've had to lower that to 60% capacity because we don't, and this is what he said. He said, while some might have an occasional ex ex uh, exception to attend a sporting event or concert, they don't want to be close to someone in a crowd every week. If you're wanting to know what 60% of 160 is, it's 96. And I told you our attendance is 107. Let me tell you something, though. We do two services. We have a Saturday night service at 5 o'clock that you can come to if you don't like to come into a crowd with a bunch of people. Sunday morning, we also offer that too. So we are fine on those numbers because we have two services. Our live stream gives our people an option to be connected with us without even being here. But we do encourage our online people. Our goal is to get you here. Our goal is to get you to be a ministering part of this church. So we are glad that you're here. Uh, but, but no, that's where we want to go. Um, the best metric to measure this is if you're here. Love people. Love God, love people. The connect groups is where you learn to follow Him. Connect groups, we're wanting to have 80% of our folks here. Church, uh, we started Connect Group because COVID killed our Sunday school. And all Sunday school is is a small group Bible study. That's all that is. We did it on Sunday. What we did is we took Sunday school and we put it on Wednesday night. Okay? So if you feel more comfortable, call it Wednesday school. God bless you. Uh, but that's all we've done. Um, because if I have 100 people in one spot for four hours, that's a lot of exposure time. Um, and you're saying, well, preacher, that's stupid. I promise you there's other people in this room that says, oh, no, thank you, preacher, for thinking of us. I start passing around an offering plate. Some of you don't care. You'll pass it with your teeth. Ah! Others of you are going to act like we're passing a dirty diaper, okay? And that's who I've got to pastor. So decisions are really easy to make if you don't have to make them. But decisions are tough to make when you have to look out for people. And, you know, if you don't like that, you know, if you, I, I've not made all the right choices. God knows that. But we're literally trying to do the best we can and to keep you safe and still do the ministry of the church at the same time. All right? And I don't know if you needed to hear that, but you heard it anyway. All right? Love people. Uh, this is what Connect Group looks like. And this is where we love people. We come together. Uh, Connect Groups last about six weeks. It's an open group. It means you can come to session one, three, and six, and ain't nobody going to say a word about it. Uh, it lasts for typically an hour, but not in January, because January we're starting a brand new group. We, we want to help you get involved in this, and we're going to ease you into it. And we're going to be talking about baby steps, entry-level obedience. We're going to be talking about the 10-second rule uh, starting Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. We have a meal. By the way, we used to do breakfast on Sunday morning. Remember that? Okay. Breakfast was to Sunday the way supper is to Wednesday. And between you and me, I would much rather have a hamburger 
than a donut. Okay? So, we have that as a convenience for you. And also, for, for, for fellowship, we, you get off work at five. You don't have time to make supper. We have that here for you. And by the way, we have the best kitchen crew in the church game. All right? Our kitchen crew is insane. They do a great job. Uh, y'all, um, and in between Connect Groups, you've got two weeks off. You get a week off in the summer. You get a week off in the winter. Y'all, if there's anything COVID has done with our church, we went simple. We went very simple. We're not doing a thousand things, and half of them not very well. We're doing a few things, and we're doing them well. Um, we encourage you to come starting this Wednesday. Uh, Connect Group is where you learn to follow him. Connect Group is not, you might be saying, well, preacher, Connect Group is not my thing. Okay, well, how are you learning to grow in God? What's your plan look like? What's your, what's your regimen look like? What's your spiritual discipline look like? If you don't have a plan to grow spiritually, I have one, with, I have one for you. Okay, it's ready. It's ready to go. Ready to rock and roll. Cock, lock, ready to rock. All you have to do is show up. So, uh, I encourage you to do that. Um, if you would see my notes, I literally, I was going to explain to you what our children's ministry was going to look like in 22. But after this week, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I do know that 2022, we will see the start of Connect for, for, for Children. Don't know what that will look like. Don't know, don't know what it will smell like. Don't know who the leaders will be. But I know that we'll, we'll do that. This uh, last year, we did start Connect for Students, our 6th through 12th grade. Um, and Miss Pam, would you tell folks about that new uh, student ministry that you all started earlier in the fall? Thank you, hon. Last summer, Montana did an internship with the church, and she started working with a small group of youth throughout the months of... I think it was July and August, and as college students do, she headed back to school. Well, uh, God began to nudge at my heart and tell me that, you know, we need to do something for the, the students, we need to continue this, and I, I didn't pay attention to that 10-second rule, and I kind of just ignored it, and one Thursday night, and that's the night I think that she met with the kids uh, was Thursday, but I had just finished watering the flowers, and I was headed back over, and I saw a truck, you know, one of our uh, members, and they turned down Mullins Road. And I thought, I wonder what they're doing. Well, as I walked across the street and looked down, they were backing out of the driveway of the youth annex. And they were there to drop their child off for youth, but we didn't have a youth group. So about 172,800 seconds later, which was Sunday, like I said, I was a little shy of the 10 second rule, but um, I approached Rachel in the back corner and I said, hey, Rachel, I said, I feel like God's telling me that we need to start the youth back up and, and start where Montana left off. And she said, you know what, he's been talking to me too. Uh, so the next Tuesday night, Rachel, uh, Mr. Larry's other daughter, uh, Lisa, uh, Rebecca Phillips and myself, we met at Tequila's and we talked and uh, came up with a plan to start the youth back up. So we are meeting on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Um, October 3rd, we met for the first time. We had six students and I think they're the, we're the, they're the six students. Okay, God has blessed us and we have tripled in size over the past couple months. We have a time of snacks, games, and a, a lesson. We have lots of fellowship and fun. Uh, we've been on a scavenger hunt throughout Chester, went to several different church members' houses and asked for different treasures that we did return. I will say that, but they had to introduce themselves and say that they were from CFBC. Uh, the church sponsored a trip to Belleville in December and we took up a group of about 20 students to Belleville to the edge to play laser tag and had pizza. But this small group has definitely grown over the past few months. Students are connecting with one another, building relationships that will hopefully get them through the next few weeks, months, and years to come. 
Um, I did say our youth group meets at Sunday nights at 6 p.m. down at The Rock, which is located behind the parsonage. Uh, youth is open to sixth grade to 12th grade. So if you are in that age category and you wanna connect with your peers, I highly recommend that you come in and check us out. Um, those of you sitting out here, if you guys would like to volunteer in any way, um, give, give me a call on my cell phone, uh, hit me on Facebook, whatever. But uh, you can pray for us, you can pray for our youth. Um, if you wanna donate snacks, whatever, uh, we would appreciate it and the more the merrier. Okay, thank you. Good job, Ed. We spent a year rebuilding. We spent a year rebuilding our worship service. We spent another year rebuilding our discipleship process connect group. I totally expect to spend this whole year building community group, reaching out to Chester. Um, years in the past, we would have rushed. I would have rushed things, and it would have been a cluster. So the thing that COVID has taught me is to slow down, get things going before you let them go. Make sure they're strong enough. Let's let me talk about community groups. Loving God, loving people, living like Jesus, community groups. The reason why that's great to you right now, because we've not spent any time on it. We've been spending time on the first two parts of our vision. Mark 10:45 says, for even the son of man, Jesus, didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Let me ask you a question. And I do not want you to count this service, worship service. Don't count connect group. Don't account coming to church. Don't account coming to connect group. How many hours do you serve at this church a month? Don't answer out loud. If it wasn't for a worship service or a connect group, what do you do here? What we're asking you to do, and but for, for some of you who are giving more than an hour a month in service, don't slow down. But asking 80% of our church to do one hour of work, one hour of ministry in this church, is not too much. Asking you to do one hour of ministry a month is not too much. Coming to church and going to connect group is something you consume. What are you producing? What are you adding? Well, I'll give my offering, preacher. Hey, don't stop giving your offering either. But what are you doing? How can you help us live out our vision and our mission as a church? The reason why this part of our discipleship is fuzzy is because we've not focused on it yet. That's going to be the focus for 2022. We've spent the last two years developing the first two steps. This is the year for the community groups. What's that look like? It looks like Bryce and Ann serving cocoa at Christmas Eve. It looks like somebody working the parking lot. It looks like somebody working the elevator. It looks like somebody handing out coffee here on the, on the, in the foyer on Sunday morning. It looks like somebody on the... Brother Don, who's working the camera today? Nobody. How come ain't nobody on the camera? I'm here and Rachel's not. See? We need a nursery up and going. We've got Watchman Prayer going. We've got Pray and Go. Speaking of Pray and Go, Pray and Go is a ministry that we use in this church and will be here as long as I'm here. I don't care if there's two people in it. It will be here. Uh, Brother Ridge, I want to ask you to come up and share with him about Pray and Go and tell these folks how they can get involved. Pray and Go is a ministry that we started here back in July. Since then, we have prayed for over 24 streets in Chester. We're currently using an app called the Soul Winning App, abbreviated SWAP. I encourage you to download it. It is in the Play Store or App Store. It helps us update everyone on what we pray for. 
in the past and what we're praying for the next week. It's a great little tool. The addresses, the locations of where we've prayed? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We have a tutorial on how to work the app. Very simple. It's on our YouTube page. This ministry is basically all about telling Chester how much we love him and how much God loves him. In an outline of what this ministry is, it is the church will send out two people, and then we'll, we'll send them out to a street in Chester, and you'll just pray for every house on that street. Pray for God's comfort, God's blessings, and you pray for every house on the street, and, and you leave a uh, door hanger on there that says, you've been prayed for. You know, it's very low-key. We're not knocking on doors or handing out tracts or anything like that. All we're doing is just leaving a door hanger on there that says, you have been prayed for. We need your help with this. This is the new year. There's no better time to say, hey, I want to be more involved at church. What can I do? I encourage you to sign up for Prango. It is awesome ministry that I encourage you to get involved with. There's a sign-up sheet in the back. 2020, we're going to increase our connectivity to the greater Chester community. It's going to look like hot cocoa at Christmas, changing oil for widows and single mamas, helping people with their gas bills, celebrate recovery. Chris is working on that. Pray and go, being salt and light, city on a hill, stuff like that. It's going to look like a church, people loving God, loving people, living like Jesus. It's going to look like a group of people who are going to be doing what they feel that Jesus is reasonably, they're, they're reasonably certain Jesus is telling them to do, and they do it immediately. That's the 10-second rule to, to do what Jesus wants you to do immediately. Church, you've been given a pretty good picture of the health of CFPC, probably more than what you ever wanted to know. You've seen our discipleship process laid out, celebration gatherings community, uh, connect groups and community groups. How are you going to grow your faith in 2022? How are, you going to get, how are you going to be a better Christian? What will you do in 22? Maybe a better average. For some of you, you know, coming to church more than once a month will be a big thing. And I applaud you. You can do it better. Maybe it's a connect group. Maybe you've went to one connect group. Maybe you went to one session of one connect group. Man, get involved. I'd really love to see 80% of you in that. And here's the thing, man. That's where you grow and that's where you meet people. Community group, we're going to ask you to pitch in this year. You may be saying, well, preach, I didn't really sign up for this. I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to come to church, get my offering, and that's really all I want. That's really all I want. Are you a follower of Jesus? Have you admitted that you're a sinner and you've asked Jesus to come into your life, forgive you of your sins, be the most important person in your life, and say that, you're, that your life is going to center around Jesus? If you have, you signed up for this. This is, this is called surrender. This is called obedience. This is called daily dying. I love you enough to tell you that this is exactly what you started up for. And that's why in January we're starting with the basics. I'm, take, I'm talking entry-level obedience, baby steps. This is how you will learn to start your journey. Maybe you miss them. And I ask you to join us with the 10 for, 10, for four, uh, 10 for 30 project this month where we spend all month long doing what Jesus wants us to do in 10 seconds. Church, if you want this church to work for the kingdom of God and the community, Chester, you're going to have to get involved. No way around it. And for many of you, it's going to look as simple as an hour a month of serving here. It might be in the kitchen. It might be handing out coffee. It might be doing something in town. I don't know. But I need you to step up. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God, today, you've allowed us to get a glimpse into where... You want our church to go where you want your church to go. Father, I pray that you would find us faithful. I pray, Lord, that you would find us obedient. God, I pray that today you have challenged us. Challenged us to be more faithful, be more committed to our journey and our faith. And God, I just pray that right now by the power of your Holy Spirit, there would be people searching their hearts saying, what do I need to do different in 2022? What do I need to do different in my faith? What do I need to do different with my walk? 
Lord, I pray that you would breathe again into this church. I pray that you would stir our hearts. Because God, you're not done with us yet. You're not done with this town. You're not done with this nation. So Lord, we just pray that, uh, Father, we're making ourselves available to you. Use us, Father, in a powerful way. Forgive us where we have failed you. And Lord God, I just pray that you would move here in a powerful way in 2022. In this church, in this town, in this city. For your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen.